Hey, welcome to the Pachanga and Possibility Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate the power of healing and transformation. I am your host, Natalie Galsadilla. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts that will inspire you to discover your soul's purpose and create a fulfilling life. I'll also be sharing some spiritual coaching along the way and personal adventures as I enter this new phase in my life as a mother and entrepreneur. All right, mi gente, grab your cafecito and a notebook. Let's get started. All right, we're recording. All right. Welcome back, everyone. On today's episode, we have integrative wellness life coach Anya Quinn. Anya and I met in Kathy Heller's business coaching program called Made to Do This. And we started this in March and it was a phenomenal ride. And Kathy said that we would make friends for life in this program. And I didn't believe her, but it's true because I met Anya and many other amazing women and definitely made friends for life. And Anya is one of them. And she is my sister from another mister. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. And so, Anya, we're going to talk today. I brought Anya on because I wanted to talk about the dark night of the soul and what it means to do the work. And all the magic that happens when we do the work and take that time to for our own healing. But before we dig into the dark night, um, Anya, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what it means to be an integrative wellness life coach? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So an integrative wellness life coach. So um, what it does is it's I'm a coach that um, puts all four body modalities together and helps guide you through life, help, help navigate you through life. And we work on four key pieces and that's your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, and your physical, because they're all intertwined and they all help you to be balanced and healthy and moving forward. So I help people and guide people, um, through life and navigating them through the difficulties and, I stay in my lane. So that means if you need therapy, you go to a therapist. Uh, and then we work with your therapist and help you to get to the place where you know you deserve, where you know you feel like you want to get to, like you know you've been questioning in your mind for all this time. It's that place where your soul calls. And I help you to get there because, you know, some of us have gone through that. And I have gone through it. And I've gone through, um, I've had different perspectives on life. I'm, I'm, I'm a mixed woman. I'm biracial. My mother is black. My dad is white. So uh, we lived overseas. Uh, my parents worked for the government. So my twin brother and I lived overseas for 16 years of our life, uh, South America, Asia, Europe. So we have different perspectives. You know, I see life completely different from a lot of people. And so I'm able to navigate it and I was able to be agile when it came to change because I was moving so often that I had the practice to do it. And it's made me the person I am today. And I've learned so much. And so God's put it on my heart to help people and, and navigate that with them so that they can get to a beautiful place where they become their own empress. Nice. I love that. And I do love that you have that perspective from 
living abroad for so many years because I am not well-traveled. So I definitely <laughs> respect the fact that you've been to so many places, not just traveled, but lived in all these different places right? and different languages and with your family. So I can imagine that you're extremely comfortable with change totally. and, and very resilient. Um, so that word. <laughs> I love that, it. Yes, I am. Yes. Really. I've been through, like all of us, we've been through a lot, you know, as a people, you just go through so much to the point where you're just like, you're not looking back, you're moving forward. You don't want to get stuck. You can stay stuck. It's okay to be stuck, but you got to move forward. Yeah, for sure. And how did you get, like, when did you decide to become a life coach? Like, what was that, that decision? Oh God, it's perfect because it has exactly to do with the dark night of the soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all started. In my 20s, I got to a point where um, I would I would just look for uh, all the wrong things in relationships. I always had a relationship, always. I never was able to focus on myself because I put so much into other people and the wrong people at that. Um, and to the point where I just finally realized I was the common denominator. Yeah. Part of being part of having that dark night of the soul is just having this, you know, you, you can go through life in a, um, you know, pleasure kind of way, always seeking pleasure. But the truth is a dark night of the soul is the pain side. And it's when, you know, you get to intersection of the mundane and the divine. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just where, you know, you have this cross between who you, who you think, or what you think your life should be and what your Holy Spirit, what your, what I feel, what I say is your intuition is telling you they're one and the same. When your intuition, your gut is telling you that you deserve more, that you, that you are better than something, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're just this gem that God has made, that God has made literally. And you want to fulfill that. You want to just make yourself vulnerable enough to do it. But some people, you know, get scared and they get stuck in the dark night of the soul. You know, it can be, you got to move through it. Absolutely. I can definitely relate. Um, especially when you talk about being in your twenties and always being in a relationship, <laughs> definitely my, my wounds played out in the same exact way where I was oh addicted, God. addicted to relationships, right. And codependent ones at that. Absolutely. I hear you when it comes to dark night of the soul, let's start first by defining it. So I want to read from the internet, what two official like definitions that I had found for it. And then we'll talk about what it means for you and, um, and also what my experience of it has been. Cause it's something that um, I think we all go through mm -hmm. as humans, right? So Absolutely. the dark night of the soul in Roman Catholic spirituality describes a spiritual crisis in the journey toward union with God like described by St. John of the Cross. And St. John actually wrote a book called um, Dark Night of the Soul also. And I really loved that definition because it's like the spiritual crisis and the journey toward the union with God. Because at the time of yep. my, my Dark Night of the Soul, I feel like that journey towards the union with God is also that journey towards the union with yourself mm -hmm. and the spiritual crisis with your union with yourself. It's not, it doesn't exist yet. And it's, it's at risk, right? It's not stable. And then the other definition I really liked from Eckhart Tolle, the, another spiritual teacher, he wrote, 
It's a term used to describe what one would call a collapse of a perceived meaning in life, an eruption into your life of a deep sense of meaninglessness. And so that one also hit me deeply. What has the dark night meant for you? Is it a dark one? Can you do you take it back to a specific night? Can you pin it back to a specific night? Or is it more of a ongoing theme that was going on in your life? So it's definitely a theme for sure. Um, but I want to just go back to that spiritual crisis part because that was a great mm-hmm. definition. That is perfect because mm-hmm. a lot of people, I, I, I want to make this known because a lot of people don't realize that everybody in every religion has this. Like spirituality is completely different than religion. It's a spiritual quite crisis, crisis, listen to me, crisis within <laughs> yourself. <laughs> so yourself is God because God lives in you. Like I said, the, the, your intuition and your Holy Spirit, I think you're intertwined, my personal opinion. They're one and the same because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. I am a spiritual person and I believe in God. That's just my higher power. Everybody has their own higher power, but it's that cross between that. When you are fighting something that 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 is in you, Versus who you think you are, like, uh, uh-uh. you know, and the world and the universe gives you all kinds of, I call it tower moments. We were talking about this earlier. You, t- you call it, I call it tower moments. Oh, you said it was like, correct me if I'm wrong, like an emoji or like somebody constantly being like electrocuted. Oh, yes. When I was, <laughs> oh, I I was telling you before we started recording, I was telling Anya that before I started my healing journey and I was super wounded, I was triggered all the time by everyone and everything. So what I think back to those times, I visualize like this cartoon character that's like constantly being like electrocuted and like trying to walk like in a straight line, but it's impossible because they're getting shocked all the time. And so that's literally how I felt I operated before I went on, um, before I started doing the work. So yeah, I love it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But for me, so you know what I've been thinking. I've been thinking, and I think a lot of because of the way I am, because I've traveled so much, gone through so much change so often, um, the way I process isn't in a lot of detail, like my memory. In, in other words, you know, I, I, I I'm very good at kind of putting a lot of the details to the side. Um, but I do see the big picture. I, I, so it's, it was definitely a theme for me is what I'm trying to get to. Um, it was a theme and I could tell in my life and it's always in hindsight. Okay. It's right. always in hindsight. Always. When you're going through it, you're in muddy waters. <laughs> like you cannot see through or, you know, in front of you. And now in hindsight, it was a theme of all of it. You know, I see how, um, how broken I was. And wanting to heal myself and just knowing there was something inside of me that told me to change. And I was given these signs from God and I didn't take all of them, but boy, and see, you called it, you know, um, um, like electrocuted. Mm -hmm. I call it like tower moments when you're building your own tower and then finally it falls down because God's like, "Uh uh-uh, you're building it with the wrong foundation, with the wrong bricks, wrong, wrong blocks, whatever. So let me just show you how it's really done. Start all over again. You know, kind of like I tell my kid, like, nope, that's messy handwriting. Start all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Same concept. God's like, no, 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 no. You keep going against what I'm telling you and what your intuition is trying to tell you, which is your Holy Spirit. And you're not listening to me. So let me give you these moments, these, oh, dark night of the soul moments, actually, and give you these tower moments where you're going to fall and you're going to fall so hard that it hurts your, the inner core of your soul. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. 
and it hits us like a ton of bricks. You're going through it. You feel it. It's just a matter of how to get through it. And for those of us who are more woke than others, you know, we've been through it because we know how to go through it and and move past it and move forward because God intended us to move onward and upward. You know, have you ever met that like 50 year old woman who's like stuck in high school and like dresses like she's still in high school mm-hmm. and you're like, you mm-hmm. go back to your hometown and you're like, damn, like, did you ever grow up? Same concept. So many people stay in their past traumas and they don't move past it. So many people stay in these in these these downward negative frequencies where we have to get out of. And so many people are stuck there because stress doesn't help at all, at all. And when you become the authentic person that you deserve to be, that God made you to be, um, you're going to go through these dark night of the souls and it's going to, it's going to make you better in the process. Um, it's, I've grown, I've ascended to so many different levels to the point now where I trust my intuition as a woman. To me, that's called being an empress where you literally trust your intuition to take giant leaps and you go for it and you trust in spirit, in the divine, in your intuition, because life is what you make of it. And if you, if you do it, you can, if you do it, if you do the work, it's going to be worth it every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about doing the work. So what happens in between the dark night of the soul and becoming an empress, that gap is the part of doing the work. And how did that come about for you? How did your life shift from the having the dark nights and Ooh, no. not wanting to be there anymore? And then what did that insight or intuition look like where you shifted and decided that, you know, how many days to do the that? work? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did that look like for you? Was it a, a one decision, many decisions? Did somebody drag you by the hair to somewhere? Like what? Like what happened? How'd you get there? Because it's a long and 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 it's a, it's an intense road, and it's not for for the lighthearted. Nope, makes you tough. That's for sure. So for me, it started like I said in my twenty mid twenties. Um, it was a relationship, and then it was my health got really bad after I had my kids. Um, my kids gifted me with hypo a little hypothyroidism and diabetes. <laughs> they are both blessings, my kids and my diseases. So it's, I'm just kidding when I say they gave it to me, but mm-hmm. um, that that happened to me. Um, relationships, um, my, my not not just with boyfriends, but with parents, um, with. Um, I would say siblings, but it's just gotten stronger. We've always had a really tight relationship, my twin brother, my younger brother and I, but um, just with people in general. And then with my job, oh God, a job is such a huge, you know, I, I've been, you know, just mistreated. I had to sue one company because they fired me because I, I got pregnant and I was one female amongst 15 other guys who homeschooled their kids, had wives at home, and they didn't understand, you know, the concept of me getting pregnant and being, you know, a black woman. It was insane. I was, uh, so yeah, anyways, I won. It was great, but it, I, it, it took a lot out of me, but it helped me realize a lot about myself too. So you got to be willing and you got to be willing to look at the bright side of life. People used to ask me all the time, why are you so positive about life? Because you have to be, if you're not positive about life, being positive is a job, by the way, (laughs) it is another job added to your (laughs) book of business because it is, it is hard to pull yourself out of stuff and be happy and grateful. And that's what I mean by happy and just grateful for the things that you have, for the things that's in your life, living in the present moment. 
So yeah, those are some serious issues. Then I had my, um, I got diagnosed with diabetes like three months ago. And that was, that hit me hard. I had Hashimoto's before that. I'd already gotten gluten. I've been gluten-free for five years because of my thyroid disease because, and it was the best thing I'd ever done for my, for myself, but it's just these, and then it, it work, you know, the relationships, the men that I chose were just, it was all me and it was hard to come to that realization. And then I decided finally I was going to go to therapy. Um, we talked about this before, but I just decided to go to therapy and I didn't know what it was going to do. I honestly had no clue. Nobody in my family had gone to therapy. I don't No one I know in my family has gone to therapy. I was the first person that I know of in my family to go to therapy. And I've been going for years and not just for reactive stuff, but now it's for proactive stuff, stuff mm-hmm. I want to work on, stuff, stuff I want to build on. I still go. It's healthy. It is healthy for you. There's so many bad stigmas out there. Um, but healing yourself comes after the dark night of the soul. And you got to know how to. And there's techniques and tools that we use as sisters. I mean, we we know a lot of the different techniques. We're certified in Reiki, all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said the thing about ending the stigma and going to therapy and going to therapy for years. And now instead of it being something that we're going for something negative or difficult, it's proactive, it's positive, it's how can I use the therapy for to create, right? And for my good, yes, my good as a sounding board to just stay for maintenance, just to stay leveled. And it's that was also part of my story. And I can definitely relate my my dark night of the soul. I had, you know, there was a theme just like your experience was there was a theme of all of these relationships and different things going on, not so much on the health side, but all the relationships. I was in toxic relationships all the time. I was very reactive. I was also very emotionally unavailable, very shut down. If people would, I talked about it on my first episode, like I didn't even like hugs. Like if you hugged me or if I hugged you, I hugged you like, like a cold, like that <laughs> Oh my god, that's like all I did the little like the, the little like sweet pat on the back, like where I <laughs> hardly wanted to touch you with my hands. It was really bad. And oh god, girl, you've come a long way. <laughs> oh man, yes, yeah. But I was pretty emotionally constipated. And <laughs> oh that's a great way to put it. Oh god. <laughs> no, that's so true. You know why? Because people are that's exactly what if you don't want to call people assholes, that's exactly what they are. Constipated. They are constipated. <laughs> Emotionally constipated. constipated. And it was a lot of that journey was just that, you know, when you mentioned, you know, that, that example, like, oh, that woman from high school that like never grew up was in her fifties, still wearing young clothes or this Mm -hmm. and that. A lot of that part of that journey was understanding that we get stuck in certain ages and our inner children are the ones that are running the show. And so you'll have and a child and you might have been stuck and you tend to get stuck where at the age that traumatic things happened and it's not just one inner child it's many so it all just depends where the trauma occurred and you'll see a lot of the times and you take this perspective and then start looking around and be like oh wow that person does act all the time as if they're operating from a mentality or emotional age of a teen even though they're an adult Mm -hmm. And a lot of 
the healing journey is really going back to all those points and in, in your history and in mm-hmm. your childhood and healing all of those inner children. And um, you don't know you're suppressing these, by the way. You know, yeah, you don't know. Until no, absolutely not. Brought it to your awareness. No, yeah, no. And when you see it, and then when you finally understand, like, oh, these are right? children, and this is how it plays out. You see it switch out, and then you see it when you switch from like adult to your inner child. Right? The- on the trigger and you're just like holy cow like this is freaking nuts and then you see it around you and I would even see it when I'm in arguments with in other relationships and I'm like okay this person not even in relationships even in friendships and I'm like all right I'm not dealing with this person's adult right now I'm talking to their inner child so I'm going to stop here kind of let this calm down and then readdress like readdress the situation when their adult is back in the picture. But yeah. Have you had had to to, uh, shed negative people in your life, like friends and family? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it happens. And that's all. I'm glad you brought that up because actually when you do start doing your healing and doing the work, so we define the work as going to therapy, going to, I mean, doing the work can be therapy, can be coaching, could be energy healing, um, body work, all so many different things. But as you do one or all of those things automatically relationships will just start shedding like they'll just start dropping people left and right not even on purpose they'll just start vibrating outside of your existence correct because you're no longer participating you're ascending in exactly you're no longer participating in the best word I can think of is frequency, but I'm trying to think of a less woo-woo word. Like a vibration frequency. I mean, it. it yeah, you're just no longer dealing. You see things very differently and they no longer resonate. Mm-mm. Okay. So if you're operating from one place of set of wounds, chances are you're operating with somebody else from the same place and right? they have similar wounds, but Thank then you, you. you heal your wounds and now you guys have nothing in common because you're no longer playing there. Or you've healed your wounds, but he hasn't healed his wounds. Right. Well, exactly. Exactly. That's what you're, I mean. you're in, whether it's your parent, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your sisters, whatever. If mm-hmm. people aren't healed, which is what I love to help people do. If you are not healed, you cannot heal not only the people around you, but people, because that's how fe- people feed off your energy, right? So if you're healing yourself, you heal other people. My ex-husband and I have a wonderful relationship that people don't even understand it because I've healed myself. Therefore, I've healed the people around me and my ex and I get along so well. And because we're healed, our kids are healed. In other words, you know, they are living life more happy. They're not worried about their parents arguing or whatever kind of uncomfortable situation that any kind of parent would ever put their child in. But when you come from a healed place, you can love from a different place. And it is so beautiful. Okay, I'm sorry. Absolutely. So yeah, your kids are operating now with, you know, a whole, two whole people, not exactly. two broken people trying to project their their wounds on each other. Um, so absolutely. So I love the, so that's the benefits now, right, of doing the work. Now you're able to show up as more grounded, whole parents. Right. For, for your children and what are other ways that was a benefit for you? Like after you did the work, what else transformed? So, oh, I, I call this like the hub and spoke model. So one thing that I did is I when I worked on my core issues, it helped everything else. So I call it the hub and spoke model because it's like you're the there's core hubs of your issues, right? Like you were saying earlier, I forget which, uh, what the word you used, but basically you were talking about there's di- it, it, the inner child comes out often. That's what it was. And it's not just one inner child. It's a lot of inner childs that you really don't know about, but until you start to 
you peel back through therapy, you figure out what those issues were, those traumas were, and then you start to peel it back. But when you don't work from a place of being in, in, in your core, that's what, that's another thing that I realized. And, and it made me think about it when you were talking about it and you work from like a hub, I'm sorry, a spoke. So let's just think of a bike, right? Or no, 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 that's not a good example. I'm gonna go back to where I work, UPS. Mm-hmm. So we have hubs and we have little tiny centers that are attached to, to the hub. And mm-hmm. then packages get dispersed out from those smaller centers, right? But if we have an issue and we fix it at the core and the hub, then our issues aren't gonna span out to the, to the spokes. So if you work on that inner hub of an issue, of a core issue, we're not talking about, you know, you know, if you're in a bad relationship and all of a sudden you go from, uh, I'm just using a silly example, like all of a sudden you think washing the dishes is going to help the relationship. Uh, No, that's not a core item. That is a a spoke of a spoke of a spoke. (laughs) But people have to work at their core items, the core things that make them whole, the four bodies that make them whole. And it is you basically. And when you work on yourself, because you are the hub, you can't think that any outside matter can ever help you unless it's from yourself. Um, so that's one of the huge pieces that I realized is that I'm going to have to do my own damn core, core work. I have to do healing is an inside job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's with a moving target. It's always a moving target. We're like, we're constantly striving to get to this. No one's perfect. You know, if we were perfect, we'd be Jesus, you know, (laughs) but we're not Mm -hmm. We're human. So we're constantly striving to find our truth, our authenticity, our soulful joy inside of us. And the devil is always trying, is always trying. You know what? You know when the devil's close because he tries you even more. Like, you know, you're having a bad day and then a bad day and then a bad, bad thing and a bad thing, a bad thing keeps adding on top of your bad day. That's the devil. And that means you're really close to a blessing because so many bad things are happening to you. The devil's like, oh, no, 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 you can't have, you can't have, you're so close. No, 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 let me just screw everything up for you. And then you're like, what is happening? And what it is, is you're on the other side of a blessing and you're really close to that. And if you, it's the way you think about life and the way you think about things. And if you, if you stride through life, knowing you're on a higher frequency, it's, it'll be so much easier. You know, your towers won't fall as hard. You won't be electrocuted as, as constantly. And life just gets easier. It gets easier. I'm not saying you're not going to get electrocuted because you damn sure are. That's just, you know, God, the teacher is always silent during the test, right? <laughs> it is up to you to have learned the lessons, right? Hopefully the Mercury retrograde will have you go back and rethink of everything because you, your lessons are having to be learned. And if you don't go that with, within yourself, then you, you won't, you won't, you won't fare well. You will have many tower electric electrical moments. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Absolutely. Yeah. You use the word devil. And, and for me, I feel like those moments are, are like the moments for you to reflect, right? All this stuff is going bad. And you're just like, how many more things are not going to work out before you realize that you're the common denominator and right. there's things that you've got to look at. And when you talk about these core issues, this hub, these it's the root issues that need healing, right? You're the, you have to take responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings and your reality mm-hmm. and get to the root of these triggers with therapy or some other similar tool. 
And it doesn't, it's not the same for everybody. Not everybody has to be in therapy for years, but definitely some sort of deep introspective transformational work is required unless you're one of the few that had some freak accident and just woke up and had all these like aha moments or right. some near death experience where you talk to God and now you came back a different person. And those examples exist, but they're very few and far in between. Most of us have to do the work and the introspection. And by the way, sort of support. Mm-hmm. Right. We did the therapy route. Me and you happen to have done the same route. There are so many other ways to go about it too. There, there, that's, and that's the thing. It's about finding your way, your mm-hmm. way, not, not Anya's way, not Natalie's way, your way. And that's what a guide helps you to do because sometimes you just don't know. Even when you go into a gym, you're like, where do I start? You know, do I go to the, do I go cardio? You know, if you've never been before, you don't even know where to start, but really you, you can kind of start anywhere. If you exactly you just have to find what fits your what fits for style. you because not everything therapy worked great for you and I, but it may not be the greatest thing for somebody else. It's just like food, you know, somebody is can resonates with one type of food and then it's very toxic to the other person. So you gotta find yeah. what works. But the key is is that you find what works, that you invest time and energy. Yeah. Trying different things and different modalities to get the results that you need. And a lot of those root issues can sometimes, I know that for me, things that played out were the root, um, some root issues for me that played out were a fear of abandonment was a big one, no self-worth. So that whole feeling in which tied into the codependent relationships that aha moment for me i'll never forget i was walking i was at work and i was walking through some building and all of a sudden i it just all clicked it was just like this weird spiritual like moment i'll never forget where i was in this hallway on this like afternoon and all of a sudden it finally clicked that re codependent relationships for me were happening because at the root cause i felt like i wasn't enough Mm-hmm. And since I felt I wasn't enough, then I had to do and be all of these things for another person because I was constantly trying to prove my value because I thought inherently I had no value, but I didn't think about it consciously, but it was a very deep seated unconscious belief. Mm-hmm. And it played out in me trying to accumulate all sort of accolades, trying mm-hmm to always solve my partner's problems, rescuing. So I would find all these project partners because if they're a project, then I can have all these multitude of opportunities to show how many, how wonderful I am at fixing you, right? Right. And solving all your issues. Mm -hmm. And that came from a place of no self-worth because I didn't believe and understand. And I remember I was blown away. I was like, wait, you mean that... I deserve love by merely existing. Like just that my, your baseline. <laughs> my mere existence, like that's all I have to do is just be. I can sit here quietly and not even speak. And that deserves love. Oh my God. Right. And I just, I couldn't, it's just, and it's, see, now I say it out loud and thinking back, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, how could I even have not? that? Right. Like, that's like, how could you not? And everybody's this divine being and everybody yeah. deserves love. But that was really the result of how my wounds played out and right. the programming that I ended up, like, what ended up being planted in my mind as a result of different um, experiences growing up. And that was sad. And, um, 
so grateful that doing the work ended up resulting in a person who now loves themselves and trusts themselves. Mm -hmm. And the work never ends, right? But it's definitely a lot easier now. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. different things, you know, and different life experiences and things will, will be challenging. Um, like now I'm going through a whole other level, right? New level, mm -hmm. they say new level, new devil. And for now, the motherhood thing for me since That's I had my baby two months ago is bringing now a whole new devils for me <laughs> to work through. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are, though, still moving and shaking, right? So let's talk about the magic that happens after you've done the work. How do things open up in life? Like part of your magic is that you decided to be of service, right? And become a coach and kind of help other people through their dark nights and their healing journeys. So tell me more about that magic. Oh, so the magic is in, like I said before, trusting your, int your intuition. That has been my favorite, like, Trusting yourself has been huge for me because like you were talking about, you're a parent pleaser, a accolade wanter, you know, you're, you're going after all the wrong things again, not working on yourself. And finally you trust your intuition to love yourself, to respect yourself, to have boundaries, to be an example to your kids, to be a, a higher frequency for not only yourself, but the world around you. That to me has been the biggest magical moment is, is, is knowing that I'm moving forward and that I'm, I'm a liked individual and then that I have the confidence in myself to do exactly what I feel God has put on my heart because of getting on that higher frequency, because of passing his tests. It's a blessing to me. It's a it's a gift. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is what you made me to be <laughs> like, yes, I love it. <laughs> it's just great. You get that wonderful feeling that you can go through life so much easier, so much happier, just joyful, joyfully happy and a soulful spiritual level has never been anything better that I could ask for it to help me become a better mother. Cause I've had my, whoo, I've had mine with my two and mine are, mine are eight and five and six, excuse me, boy and a girl. And they have taught me so much. Um, and, and they're the reason they're my why, because you want to be a better human being for them. How has life coaching? So how can a life coach help somebody with that is doing the work? Oh, I love that or wants to do the work they're thinking about it or they're in it already with the therapist or they're exploring it. Like how, what role does a life coach bring into that healing journey? So, Oh, great question. I, so there's life coaches. So life coaches will guide you through life, right? They'll help you out. They'll be like a sister to you, but mine is different because I've got the tools and techniques to get you there through four specific body modalities. Like I said earlier, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, because they're all intertwined. And because I've got the tools and the know-how, it gives you everything you need to get started on your journey. And what you'll see is when you go through, and I'm creating a 12-week course, is that you can actually build on all of them when you when you work on them. Life, I say balance, but it's hard to balance anything. Like like someone once told me, you know, if you're really trying to balance work and life and personal and, and work, then 
It's never going to happen. It's never going to be an equal balance. It's just too, you know, in, in your job, for example, you're always going to say, you know, have a baby. So then work is going to kind of go and sit to the side for a second. And then you might get a promotion. So then your baby's older and then you can go take that promotion and then you can work on your job a little bit and then it kind of stables out and then something happens. <laughs> Maybe a dark night of the soul and, you know, something changes that shift or whatever. Um, that's the kind of stuff that happens. You know, I heard one teacher say uh, that I really, it stuck with me so much. And he said, balance is baloney. Hmm. And he's like, in the different things, balance is baloney. And you're never going to be balanced. You're always going to be leading in different areas of your life, depending on the season. The trick is to make sure none of those areas that you care about are completely neglected. Right. And that's exactly. where you get into major trouble. So there as long you as you're keeping the status quo on the ones that are not so urgent and then you're excelling in the ones that are important. Right. And, and, and then you revisit the and way everything. to describe it. I can't even I can't yet to find a word to describe it. You have to literally kind of talk talk it out like mm-hmm. and that's it. That's it. You just don't want it to fall by the wayside. Just like in any relationship. If you avoid your husband, what do you think is gonna happen? You know, if you avoid your girlfriend, what do you think is going to happen? If you avoid yeah. your kids, what do you think is going to happen? If you, you avoid make yourself, time. what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you got to make time and nurture all of those relationships. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So that's what I do as a health coach, as, a, as an integrative wellness life coach. Um, I said health coach. Don't ask me why. But um, it involves all of it. It's kind of, you know, a holistic word. Correct. Um, I feel like the coaching is so helpful during during the healing journey because it just keeps you accountable and keeps you on track. I love that. Yes, it does. It keeps you accountable and it keeps you accountable by the way you, everything has a process. I was an engineer. I am an engineer, um, not for long, but I am an engineer now. And part of what I do is called operational excellence. That's part of my title. And I am a queen at finding the root cause of a problem. I guess because, you know, not only do I do this, but it's a mom thing. You know, I'm always finding stuff and finding the root cause of issues. And the same with my job. I'm always finding the root cause of a problem. It's never what you think it is. It's always deeper. It's always deeper. So it's been part of who I am. It's what I do as a job. It is a root cause, just like medication, just like taking medication. For those of us that live with autoimmune uh, autoimmune diseases, you know, it's, it's, it's hugely about finding the root cause. You don't want to keep putting band-aids by taking medication. You got to find the root cause of what's really going on. It could be a trauma in your life that's giving you blockages. It could be the food, which most likely is the food that you're eating because we eat horribly as Americans. Um, we need to do better at that. And it's, it's, it's all of that. Awesome. Well, Anya, this conversation has been super, delicious and refreshing and I always love talking about healing and transforming that darkness into the light where can the healers uh the healers I'm already assuming all our listeners are healers (laughs) where can (laughs) they will be (laughs) where can the listeners uh find you oh that's wonderful so Check me out. I'm, I've got my own podcast as well on Spotify, and it's called Citizens of Life. I've got a website, www.citizensoflife.com. And I'm on Instagram mainly uh, as uh, Citizens of Life um, or Anya Quinn. Uh, that's Anya and then three underscores Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N. And my first name is spelled A-N-Y-A. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I've got a private Facebook page. So please come join me on my private Facebook page too. 
Natalie, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I love it. I love the topic. Such a great topic. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. So yes, everyone, make sure you check her out. I will drop all of that information in the show notes. And I will catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>